The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Cornwall Sports Talk Radio Tuesday. I don't know the date. I won't say the date. 1 15th. 1 5. Halfway done with May. I've been done with May on the second. <laughs> I was done with May on the second. But we got, we got a live show. We're in the studio with Deborah Debris and Sydney Liska. Uh, Alex Clancy is at home uh, beating off. He's um, he is uh, but he's online. Wow. That is a visual I do not want to have. But he's here though. <laughs> he is he's live with us also. What's up, Alex? What's up, man? Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> you don't even have to ask. <laughs> He's licking his wounds from that Lakers loss last night. Mm-hmm. How do you get beat by the Lakers? I want to get into that for a little bit, but, you know, I just found out what you guys have going on. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to talk Arizona mm-hmm. sports. Yeah, what, we what, talk. what Arizona sports? Well, that's some good news. That's some good news. Uh First of all, I want to give a shout out to South Mountain Community College. South Mountain Community uh, College. Working Jake Harrington down, working with the guys yesterday. They won regionals and they're leaving uh, this weekend golf? to go. Yeah, the men's golf team. You need to hook me up with them. My and friend's son uh, plays on that team. Really? South Mountain Golf Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're heading South off to Indiana, uh, Indianapolis uh, or Indiana. You try to mix the two words together. I did. <laughs> Indianapolis with within Indiana. But they're heading off to Indiana for the uh, Nationals. So oh, working with them. them, too, as I've been with the last two weeks, uh, or last two years, rather, making sure that they're primed and ready to go. South Mountain Community College? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's the coach over there again? Jake Harrington. I need to hook, hook me yeah. up with Jake. I can do, do that. You know, they, they, I bet you they play uh, Legacy for free. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to that. yeah, yeah. I don't really want to meet him. I just want to of course, free. Andy's out there too. Yeah, well, you know, Andy's yeah, teaching out there, so you can get hooked up with Andy. Yeah, yeah. Andy's uh, heading to Florida right now. I was going to ask so. what, what does he have going on? I don't know. He's out there teaching. I know he's got a corporate event uh, that he's heading out to Florida right now to do. Yeah, I know Andy used to do par on poker too. Uh, he, mm. he, him himself and his brother. Right. Yes. Uh, they put on a big event. I wonder why he stopped. Was, uh, I don't know because they've got the charity together. He and Seth joined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that yeah, their foundation. That was good. South Mountain Community College, congratulations. Right. Handing out to Indianapolis. In, well, not Indianapolis, Indiana. Indiana? Yes, somewhere in Indiana. Oh, I don't in between, know. In between I don't the know. two? I don't know where. <laughs> Sometimes when you're in Indianapolis, you don't know where you are anyway. So yes, like a, I know. a dead reckoning. That's so, right. You, you wake up and like, where in the world am right, I? Exactly. Mm. What? There are Arizona sports. The uh, Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> they signed uh, Calais Campbell's $55 million, yeah, five years. Yeah. They had a good rookie camp. Uh, we did a golf tournament. They did a golf tournament yesterday that I was a part of that I won, that they didn't give me my prize. Can two. I touch you? Mm, I'm still hot right now. You okay. <laughs> That's third, why I'm sitting way over here. Third He's degree burn. Way too over hot. Here, yeah. Well, here's the deal. Now, I understand this, but, you know, it was hot outside, and I was out there putting this on work, with, along with Damian Anderson, Michael Bankston, uh, Levi Brown was who was on my team. 
who's from Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, who was with Frank Sanders. Now we won. We we won. We had some legitimate scores too, um, but they came in so low. You know what they told us? Right. These, these scores are low. I almost got offended, but I said, "Here's what they said: We want our sponsors to uh, win the tournament because um, it was a, it was a current uh, players and the stuff. Poor it's, little sponsors. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But some alumni, I didn't have a problem with it. But you know, because I always win, but I really had to turn my game up because the guy, uh, one of the guys on a couple of guys on the range, saying, "You're not gonna win the TVs." They said they give like 55 inch TVs and iPads, and you know what they do. The first place uh, winners get to go up there and select, select whatever they want. Right, got and, it. Yeah. Uh, so normally I get the TVs or the iPad, but I still want an iPad. I want another iPad. So. Very nice. I've been asking for a TV every time you go in a tournament. They didn't um, give it to me. Mm. And I don't have an iPad yet. I know. Yeah, see? see? Like, they he doesn't work for us at all, does he? <laughs> <laughs> all about us. So, what are you going to learn? So, so it's just like playing with the little kids. You're supposed to lose uh, you know, yeah. so Let that they can win. feel better about themselves rather than having them having move up in their every, level of play. Every time I go, they say, well, we're supposed to keep you out of this. I'm telling them, these, is the, these, are the, um, these are the people that work for the Cardinals. Then. They uh-huh. say, Oh, we got to keep you out of it. People saw your name on the list and they thought you was gonna mm-hmm. win again. I mean, I just picked my team right. Right. It's not. I'm not winning by myself. It's, right. They they have a lot to do with it also. Sure. But it's crazy. But it was a good event. It, it was pretty good. They gave away great prizes. Um, they put it on. We got a four hundred fifty dollars of Nike concept stuff. Oh, very nice. Uh, so that it was. And good. you had fun. And I had fun. I did have a good time. But I was yeah. dehydrated yesterday. Ooh. I'm, I've never had these cramps ever in my life. The worst cramps, like my whole body. Mm-hmm. My fingers were. Doing gang signs. Right. It was, it was, <laughs> they were independent of your body doing signs. I'm telling you, and it hurts. Oh, yeah, it, it hurts. hurts. I'm talking like real bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I like pain, but that pain right there was like. Go it, through pregnancy. I remember my legs used to cramp up. I'd have yeah. to turn around in bed and put my feet up on the headboard and just push as hard as I yeah. could in order to get it to relieve. Yeah, I don't want to go through pregnancy. But no, I, I, I know. know that's, that. that's a weird way to go about it, but it's a similar pain. I, I know. Uh-huh. Well, you don't. Well, the cramps are the cramps are not the pregnancy part. I, the yeah. cramps, yeah. I'm telling you, my my body, and it's still not right. That's why I'm drinking water. Normally, this would be coffee. So, mm. but I had a big gallon. I got one of those big. Half a gallon of water, just had two right. of them. Drank one on. I did a show yesterday, uh, which I'm doing today from three to five. Um, so I might need a co-host. Let me. I'll let you guys know. Twelve sixty NBC twelve sixty. Cool. So I'm working my way into that. Got um, it. They want to give it to me, but they want me to get sponsored. I'm not. I don't like ask people for stuff, so I can't do it. Mm. But I can fill in for guys. And was I had a you good time. You can attract people rather than have to go out and get people. Right. There you right. go. Right. They, they. I had a good time yesterday. Now I'm. I'm it'll be fun today. Uh, what else is the Cardinals finished their mini camps? Rookies came and they did a good job. So yep. that was, that OTAs was nice are starting on uh, Monday. And you going to um, uh, Chicago for something I'm like that? I'm going to be heading out to Chicago in a couple of weeks just to uh, meet with some gentlemen that uh, we're looking to see what we can do to help the uh, post-traumatic stress disorder type of. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in uh, uh, down and dirty with Deborah. But the uh, you know the stress factor that football players go through when they're having their bodies, you know, mental and emotional and physical bodies, you know, beat up every single week, and then what happens to them after the game, but then also looking at the concussions oh, and what yeah. can Let's we do to that. help with that. That sounds like it's going to be real good. Let's yeah. say that one. Yeah, there's a lot that can be done to help guys to educate them and give them relief as well. Cindy, what's up? I, I'm you, sad. You want to talk about hockey? No, I'm <laughs> sad. The Coyotes lost. The D-backs are not... They're struggling. Suns are out. D-backs they're are struggling. struggling. Coyotes lost. Yeah. And Coyotes said they're going to win tonight, though. The Coyotes are going to win tonight. I feel it. I feel it. They're going to win tonight. Aren't they at home? They are home. I uh, know. Yeah. The Kings are like... They've won like six in a row on the road. 
um, throughout these playoffs. It's been crazy. They're like tying records and. Yeah, that don't make them good six in a row. That makes the Cardinals, uh, the uh, Coyotes, turning over, doing a bunch of stuff they shouldn't be doing. Like they getting away from what got them here. And it was making yeah. uh, last time it was making history, as you uh, proclaim. Well, they're still making history. <laughs> they're still farther than they've ever gone, even when they were in Winnipeg. So, I mean, they're doing Alex, they're doing say? good stuff. I mean, this is this is if even though the Kings are, are a lower seed and they already beat the number one and number two seed, the Kings franchise has been here a myriad of times. You know, they uh, they've oh, always been here, and Arizona never has. So it's like it, making history is all fine and nice in the fantasy world, but they're not going to win. They're not. They're not going to win. So it's it's difficult for them to understand that Mike's without Mike Smith shutting down the whole the whole Kings team. I don't really see it. I don't really see them winning. I know it's kind of like a Debbie Downer, but I, don't, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> some teams do. Some teams actually. I mean, he make a point. Some teams do well in playoffs because they've been there before. All you have to do is get there. And, and with any sport, and I know we used to say just get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Because one team or not, we went to the. What was it? Conference championship, I think it was. Mm-hmm. We played uh, the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. We didn't. In 98, I mean, we we beat San Diego. We beat Dallas at home. Then we go to Minnesota. Oh, it was, the, it was before the conference championship. But, we, you know, anything can happen. You get in the playoffs. Oh, teams yeah. knock each other off. Anything yeah. can, look what the Cardinals did when they went to the steel, I mean, to the Super Bowl. But teams, yeah. And teams um, actually play well. That's been there before. That experience. Some of the old ghosts come up and that it's, experience. Yeah, it's not only right. the experience, but it's the experience lends to it feels more comfortable and more familiar. So from that point of view, the mental aspect and the emotional aspect is easier to deal with for some of the players than if it's all right. brand new. And I, I still I mean, stand by him. Me too. Well, we won't say about You've been in a stadium where you, you feel the vibe of all the fans that have had the season tickets from when the team was in the playoffs before. Like, there's there's a whole... You're right. Whoever said the thing about the ghost, it's just it comes back. And it's... It, I mean, there's definitely a feeling there of, you know, we've done this before, let's do it again, as opposed to, oh, my God, I'm so happy we're here. I, I hope we win a game. And you just can't ever go into a serious thinking like thinking like that. Yeah, because the um, the Coyotes being where they are right now and haven't been a while, it is exciting. It's exciting for the whole valley. And then people still behind him. Cindy, you say you still behind him. I, I think most. I think everybody's still behind Alex him. Alex right. Alex behind him. No, he just, I'm he behind just, him, but I'm a realist. He, I don't. I don't like hope that they win. You know, I don't think they're going to win because I want them to win. I hope. I, I, I hope know. they win. I want them to win. But you know, it's some people. Some people get to a point, or some athletes, or some players get to that point. And they're still looking at the banners that's hanging up on a team. Or, but they are home. They should be winning these games. You don't look at they that should. player across from you and say, "Oh, wow, this guy plays for the Kings. He's. Been, they've been. They've always been in the playoffs." No, you go, uh, you go about that business and, and you handle it like that. You go out there and get it done. And I ha- hate agreeing with Alex, but you got to say to Smith. Call him racist. Yeah, you'll be fine. You, <laughs> you know what? I'm so happy I'm not looking at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Smith, I mean, if he's got he's to gotta stop the goals because yeah. that's. Well, you know, the rest of the team needs to rally. He can't do it by himself. If they get in, well, if they get in place, then he won't. They won't have that many shots to for him to stop any lot of goals. But it's his job. You know, Link was just had 21 saves when they beat the Jersey the Devils, 3-0. But he is the best, one of the best, if not the best goalies Absolutely. in the game. Best dressed too, by the way. Yeah, I'll take a page out of his book. I wish I could. Well, I mean, let's. There's one positive we, you can take from the from the uh, the Coyotes game is they came back from 2-0. You know, they came back to tie the game, uh, which, you know, they haven't really had to do. I mean, they've kind of been trying to hang on to leads throughout the playoffs and not having to come back. And it was good that they came back. It was a big game. It was at home. They were now 2 nothing. Uh, nearly through the second, early third. And 
you know, they, they scored two goals, and that's that's big. That they can actually because that takes that takes a lot of you know intestinal fortitude to come back when you're when you're kind of out of your element and you're playing against the hottest team in the playoffs uh, to actually you know come back and tie it and give themselves a chance. Well, that's the thing is individual players too. If they if they go back on any team, but if they go back and look at. Um, you know, what was it that got them there specifically and exactly? What are they able to do? What's the evidence that there is great, uh, a great player that's gotten them to where they are and then implement that in every single game? They'll be a lot better off than worrying about uh, what might happen. Well, now, where are the Diamondbacks? They lost, they lost nine, they lost ten games out of the last twelve. Mm. Ten out of the last twelve games they've lost. This is a, uh, well, you do have a, uh, Upton as he's hurt. Uh, we have uh, they don't have any pitching, and we mm. talked about Ian Kennan, but after that, who, who's the guy? They talking about bringing up this guy from Triple A. Triple A, yeah. Which for what? Kn- Two innings? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. who knows? I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things that he could come up and just blow people away too if he's hungry enough because you, you just never know. The good thing about baseball is it is it's a long season, but they about to. I don't think they've played themselves out of anything now because of the West or where they are now with San Francisco, San mm-hmm. Diego. Those teams are not doing too hot, but I think the uh, Giants are at 500 or a game over 500, but they're not doing too hot. So they're right there. And then when, when, when your division, I think you'll be fine. But they have a lot of catch up to do with these guys have to get back healthy and get on the, and get on the diamond. Well, Hudson, yeah, I mean, yeah, Hudson it, needs to get healthy. He was there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean the Dodgers are the only team in the division that have a plus differential, a uh, plus run differential, and it's. I mean the Diamondbacks just can't score runs, and they, I mean I think that this is just a big hangover from last year, where you know they haven't had a taste of anything close to the playoffs since '01. So it's like after last year, you know, it's like the Super Bowl hangover, kind of. You know, I'm kind of trying to say, I mean they had all this stuff, and then it's just kind of like, and then they were picked to come out of the West. By, by some by some analysts, I'm like, I mean, it's ridiculous. That's because that's I because of what they did last year, and it was, and we was all excited for him because uh, I thought uh, Gibson did a. We, mm-hmm. we all yeah, thought right. he, he was doing a great job, and we, we'll find out now through adversity. We always find out who people are, and I think he'll get this team back into a a winning mode or their winning atmosphere or feeling good or feeling like winners. And these guys will start swinging. I just looked at Justin Upton; he's like swinging at everything, every mm-hmm. anything, like. It's almost like he's pressing. It's like an act of desperation. Yep. He's like yeah. pressing, but it, it'll be interesting to see if uh, he can get this team back. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure he can. Get these guys healthy. You go through these injuries. The best part about this, any injury, is you get it, you got it earlier, early in the season, you can come back. Chance of recovery. What a yeah. long baseball season. I think mm-hmm. Kirk Gibson. But mm-hmm. NL West is the best place to do that, too, to struggle early. Right. The whole team, exactly. The whole teams, uh, the whole teams in that uh, conference are struggling. They are yeah, struggling. I mean, and they're seven and twelve at home too, which I don't think is going to be, which I don't think is going to you know happen for the rest of the year. So no. if they can, if they got to win some home runs. They got to get a little vibe back because there's some fair, uh, fair weather fans here in in Phoenix, and if you can get them back on back on board, you can ride that like they did last year. Absolutely and, uh, true. Uh, they um, they are fair weather. Nobody's from here, so everybody has their own teams. Um, you know, it is what it is, just human nature. But we'll take a break. we come back. Uh, we'll get into We'll find out what's going on with Clancy Corner. We'll talk a little bit more about Diamondbacks. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise... 
you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Formula Lousy Sports Hall. We are live for the second segment. In this segment, we got Clancy Corner. We'll figure out what that, or find out what that is about. Um, we were talking about the Diamondbacks, and, and, and Cindy, you were talking off the air about pitchers, and if they throw five innings, they are. It's like, a ticker tape parade if yeah. they make it five innings, yep. And I don't get how you pay p- pitchers that much money to play four or five days, and then they don't pitch. Seven nine innings. And you're off. Yeah. And you're off. The best is a setup. The best is a setup guy who goes in there and throws to one guy. You know, I'm oh, here comes about, a lefty. Uh, here's a lefty. All right, you throw your three pitches. You're you're done and go C- collect. Clancy, I'm talking about uh, pitcher's money. Yeah. That that is crazy. Uh, I, I, so if I'm a pitcher, I'm never going to tell another pitcher, "Don't get it. Go get your money." I'm all for that. Get your money right. and and skate. But you you lose your. Um, the, I don't know what these guys um like Beckett. You know what he yeah. said? He Beckett said the dumbest thing I've ever heard as a um, athlete. He said <laughs> he said uh, he got it 18 days off a year, 18 days. Now he's a pitcher. 18 days off a year. He has more than 18 days off. Now he's talking about the other players. Now you go, you see these 15 day uh, disabled list. It's like guys are tired. You 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 can afford to put a guy out like uh, Matt Kemp is out. He's on a 15 day DL list. Because he has a sore hamstring. Well, take 15 days and get it back. It's not torn. It's not anything partial. It's just sore. Why put him through that? Right. Dodgers are winning. Um, but when Beckett said, I can do whatever I want to on my off day, we only have 18, 15 to 18 days off as professional baseball players. This guy is a pitcher. You have more than 15 to 18 days off. I, I thought it was crazy. But that's why I talk about the money. When you talk, when you say something stupid like that, like Beckett, okay, yeah, well, I, I, it I is, used to like Beckett. It is stressful to travel from one city to the next, mm-hmm. though, you know. So. And, you, and you got a road of seats to yourself. I'm telling you, you yeah. know, there's some stress in that. Well, time. I mean, there's always a chance that that day there's going to be a 15-inning game and everybody, all the pictures are going to be used and you're going to need to be used. <laughs> so that's, that's the... <sighs> You that's the, like the argument that's used against you have to be dressed and you have to, you're part of the team. As a pitcher, though, you, you got, I don't think you can play golf on off season because of what it does to your um your, uh, your what rotator, is it, rotator cuff? cuff and your uh, lats or something mm-hmm. uh, that these guys use a lot. And then he goes out and he stinks it up in two innings. He get pulled. Valentine pulls him out. Yeah, the the Red Sox have used all of their luck. I mean, the thing with Dice K. Matsuzaka, the people just forgot about that they paid him like two hundred million dollars and. 
he gave him two years, and and then Josh Beckett got all this money. Carl Crawford got all this money, probably the worst uh, free agent acquisition ever. I mean, the, the Red Sox are just throwing money at the problems, and, and it's just not working. Yeah, well, so, that's I don't true. know, and I think that was just a product. Josh Beckett, now, you know, he's, it's, Deborah, I always talk to you about this, and I and I don't know, I mean, I honestly still don't know the answer. It's like, when you when a certain player makes, especially in baseball, because the union is so strong, people make all this money, and it's, and it's all guaranteed. Like, once you make all that money, Do you, you lose your drive? some sort of motivation, right? I mean, it's like, it depends, it depends, yeah, I'm going to say it depends on the player because with some players, whenever I look at players and I ask them, you know, what is it that motivates you? Money is you always part of it, but usually what's up at the top of the scale is family. What can I do for my family or my kid or, you know, whoever? How can I change lives? Um, foundations for those of the, those of the players that have foundations that actually care about the foundation and aren't doing it just simply for a tax write off. And there's some of both. So does it change a person? Yes, it does. The Problem. The question is, does it change them for the better or the worse? And with some, it can be a motivating factor, um, but for what period of time? When they're in the game, it's my belief that a majority of the players, it's never a blanket statement, but for a majority, majority of the players, what's really um, motivating them is during the game is the competition, the respect, um, you know, the, the position that they have, the appreciation that they could potentially get if they play at a high and standard and win. win. Maybe. Pardon? And actually wanting to win. Yeah, and wanting to win. Yeah, but it's, you know, a lot of personal satisfaction. When we boil it all down, the winning is an after effect of all everything they do from a personal standpoint to bring uh-huh. their own, own satisfaction. Well, Money's one factor. And that goes like, Watching Bryce Harper hit his first home run last night, the look on his face mm. was priceless because right. he was excited. It was I literally mean, to him again. It was literally right. to him. Which it was, was he was so excited when he went out for his curtain call. The look on his face and just the pride and stuff. Now I want to see that in five years because it's probably not going to look the same. But hopefully it does. But guys forget that it's okay to change when you got mm-hmm. uh, when you get some money because now you're keeping those same idiots around you that's going. Bleach you and drain you dry, and right. then you're gonna look around, and they, they're not gonna be there, and you're gonna like, damn, what happened? Well, when I was thing. on top of, right? Everybody was trying to get on top with me. Yeah, money in itself is not a bad thing at all. It's how people look at money and either depend on it or other people around you. Like I say, all of a sudden the athletes have got all sorts of. Um, People hanging on them, thinking that they should get something from the athlete because they knew them when, mm-hmm. which is a bunch of bullshit. This is a <laughs> second thing. Well, it is. It, it really is. Yeah. But yeah, I can't really compare Bryce Harper to to anybody else in the league. I mean, it's like he's. I mean, he's, he is a kid. So this is like he hasn't made. A, and I'm not saying money is a bad thing in this instance. He hasn't. He hasn't put his future kids through college yet. You know, he hasn't mm-hmm. done this. Is so still, he's still, he could still flop just because he has all this hype. So many people have had hype and have amounted to nothing, especially in baseball. Well, he's laying, so, he's laying the foreground for that. Now, if he stays sure, now, now, it's the excitement, but it's like, if you go to a veteran team with a bunch of older guys and Bryce Harper does what he did, uh, it brings some excitement to those guys because they remember this is what it was when I came into the league or this is why I play baseball. At some point, you're not playing for the money anymore and you're playing for right. that championship or the, those World Series that you uh, want to be a part of and then your legacy, your history of where you left baseball um, and where it was before you got into the league. So Bryce Harper, yeah, he could next year be a flop, but this year he better enjoy all of it. Yeah. Now, this is the second segment. We do have Clancy Corner. Alex? Okay. 
I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna do a quick one today. I, I was enthralled by uh, watching this new Donald Nav stuff about, you know, how uh, he's cut 15 or 20 pounds and how he's he's actually ready to come back. He's, he's gone back to the roots of being a quarterback. And talking about losing motivation, he was fat for the past two years in Washington and in Minnesota. He said that he was just really strong, so people thought he was fat. Why would you lose 20 pounds if you weren't fat? Or fat, you know, relatively speaking. He has lost all... I'm sure he can still throw the ball 60 yards without moving his feet, but that's not going to make... That's still not going to make him a good quarterback. Granted, I'm sure that midway that midway through the season, there's going to be some sort of quarterback issue, quarterback uh, controversy, and he's just going to be waiting in the forefront in perfect shape, ready to, ready to prove himself one last time. And I'm, I'm really interested to see... I mean, it'll be an intriguing story throughout the year because he is... He's going to be looming. He's going to be looming. He's just going to be sitting there watching TV, working out, trying to get better, trying to get better, and some team might actually snag him. And he might, I mean, I'm not saying that he's not going to come back and produce. I just haven't seen him produce since, I, I don't know. I mean, the last game that he threw for and won was, unfortunately, uh, when, they, when they played the Cardinals in Minnesota when they went up 20-0 in the first quarter. Three, I think three of those touchdowns were APs, but... So, I mean, I, he hasn't produced much since he left Philly, and it'll be interesting to see what he does in the future, especially with the, the new and improved Donovan McNabb, you know, I, I don't know, thrown on the beach in San Diego and, and really taking it seriously for once, which I can't even understand. So, I don't know. I mean, Kwame, you can probably, you can probably give me the best insight here. I, I mean, do you, think that, do you think he's got a shot coming back? I can give you some insight. I don't know if it'd be the best, but it'd be where, what I know about him. Um, Donovan, as far as I know, this guy's always been fat, in my opinion. He's he's he, we used to work out together every off season, and he lift more. He's stronger than I am. I play defense. He's a quarterback. I'm like this quarterback is stronger than me. <laughs> he's stronger than I am, but we competed on a lot of different things in the gym. Uh, he's always had that intensity, as far as I've known him. Um, so, but yeah, you can see it throughout the years. He's played 14 years in National Football League. You can see uh, this guy putting on weight and gaining weight. Remember, he's a quarterback. He, he's they they don't do a lot of strenuous things. Their their part of their game is mostly cerebral. They they think mm-hmm. a whole lot. Um, but you do have the arm to play. So once you can put yourself in a position, um, you can make those plays. You can make those throws. And you get into the right offense. And Donald McNabb's case, it will have to be the right offense where, I mean, he can take a few shots downfield, but you know do a lot of crossing routes. When he played with Philadelphia in his earlier careers, and remember that's the team that didn't even want him. The fans wise didn't even want him. This guy plays uh, eleven years there. But when they was doing a, when he was at his best, you know he had um, a Deuce Staley, he had a uh, Freddie Mitchell, he had those guys, a Westbrook uh, at one point, a uh, Reed, uh, always been there as the coach and a mainstay. And you got a mainstay, you can, uh, you can, you'll be comfortable there and get things done. But Don McNair has always been that guy, and he's been a successful guy in certain offenses. I, I don't like him throwing twenty-five yard routes. On, on every four or five plays, but if you can throw those crossing routes and misdirections, that's when he's most successful because he can think. He's a smart guy. Now he knows, uh, as you mentioned, he's going to be sitting around waiting for a team, and that might not happen. And unfortunately, that might not happen because where, you know, when they drafted a 28 year old guy out of college, then when you could have got Donovan, that they, they really don't see you as their star. And I don't think Donovan's trying to come back to be somebody's franchise quarterback. He just want to be a part of the game. Some guys are just tough to leave the game. I'm not, I don't know if that's sure uh, yeah, I mean, the facts about I, him. 
But I think he I still serves. You can't need, believe. I'm but, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I think, I think he still can play the game if you still want to play the game. I haven't seen him in drop-off, but I looked at the two teams. I'm sorry, he did have a drop-off, but I looked at the two teams he were and who was those coaches. His offensive coordinator was a coach's son who never played who never played it down, who was just always around his coach and doing what Shanahan say do. And then you didn't, they didn't give him a chance because you draft a first-round guy in Minnesota who's pretty good. Now, as soon as you make a mistake, that guy, that backup guy, is go, he's the best player on your team now because they they chanting for him. If you look at his numbers, Donovan's probably about 1,500 yards uh, 15 to 200, um, 2,000, 2000. 2000 yards and a couple of touchdowns from, um, being in the Hall of Fame. Like, all well, he, we'll see. yeah, well, the number, I'm talking about the numbers. You look at the guys in the Hall of Fame. The guys in the Hall of Fame, Donovan has won like five or six, uh, NFC championships and he went to the Super Bowl with nobody, no receivers. He never had receivers. Um, T.O. wasn't a, that's when he went to the Super Bowl. That's the only one he had. And look what happened oh. after that. But you just, I'm going by the numbers. And, and if they say the numbers and, and what you, you accomplish in the National Football League and that gets you in the Hall of Fame, but just look at Donovan numbers and look at the guys who's in there. Now, yeah, he, I, we don't like his unorthodox throwing or mechanics, but we don't like Tebow. Tebow wins games. The thing with, I mean, Tom Brady, two things. One, Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl many times without receivers and actually won. So that's, that's, that's the one thing that I don't, I don't take. I mean, granted, he's, Good quarterback. He has great numbers. He played in the league for a long time. But and and another thing, like Ben Roethlisberger's not skinny, like and he's elusive. Like they're they're quarterback. You don't have to be. You don't have to look like Cam Newton to be quarterback. Maybe now you do. But when he was in his when he was in his prime, he didn't. He just he never won the big one. Oh, you know, that- he never he was never able to. And Brian Westbrook was the anchor of that team. I mean, he was touching the ball 40 times a game. Like, he was the Marshall Falk, Edron James. Deuce Staley. You know, Don't forget LP. Deuce Staley, because Deuce Staley was pretty good, and they had plays like Pittsburgh draws for Deuce Staley that you knew was coming, and you couldn't, you, you barely could stop him. But it's, 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 yeah. um, but it's, it's the people you put around them. I, I like to see, um, it's, it's not only just, um, Tom Brady not having the receivers and winning the Super Bowl. Tom Brady had a whole lot of other things that Donovan definitely didn't have if you look across the board. And I'm talking about on that defensive side. Look at that defense they had. Those guys were lights out. And then look at Philadelphia's defense. Well, I think you have to look at, too, if a team was going to look at McNabb um, and, and any position on their team, they've got to look at, you know, not so much what does he look like, but what is he capable of accomplishing now? You know, what has he done? What can he do right now? Um, body style is different from one person to the next. It's, you know, if you look at the composition of body fat versus, you know, muscle and what does that look like for that position? Looking at his style, does that fit with the team that you're trying to put him with? And, you know, what leadership does he potentially bring to the locker room as well as to the field? And is that something that your team needs? Yeah, and I mean, when Chicago didn't pick him up after Jay Cutler went out, that was a big sign about what the NFL thought about Donovan McNabb at that point, I think. Yeah, I would have. From Chicago, that was a perfect, he could have done something. He could have done better than that backup they had. I I agree. Uh, They still look at him that way. He would have did. I think he would have did a lot better than the backup um, that Chicago yeah, had. And maybe, yeah. Well, and part of the lesson here is, look, you know, all the guys that are playing now is, uh, you know, we talk about legacy. Look at, uh, you know, how are, what are you doing right now? How are you acting on and off the field? And how can that potentially hurt you in your future when you're sitting in a position like this where everybody's judging you on your past and not what you could do right now when you've changed and grown and matured? All right. Well, that's Clancy Corner. That's, that's good stuff about Donovan because it, it is a uh, – it is open season on that guy as far as uh, will he play again or not. Um, we're going to take a hey, break. Um, w- w- real quick.
quick, one thing. I yeah. just want to say, go, uh, go to Rock Bar today, 15% off your uh, your bill if you say Clancy's Corner to the bartender. Uh-huh. They're waiting for you. They want everybody to come in, say hi, give them high fives, get some drinks, and have some fun. Call me, you included, Deborah, Cindy. You don't have to give me more than 15% off. Hey, we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. I'm not afraid. Yeah. It's been a ride. I guess I had to go to that place to get to this one. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. Hey, welcome back to the Farm and Last Sports Talk. We was going to let that play for a while. That's Eminem. That guy, that guy arguably could be in the top. He's a top three. Oh, yeah. I love him. Definitely. Definitely. It depends on when you was born, too. It all depends on. It, it does. It depends on Not what? when you was born, but when you, uh, you, when you, you go back. <laughs> no, no. Go back. Oh, yeah. When you start listening to rap or go back. Thirty years when rap was uh Sugar first Hill starting Gang. out, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now, where do you place this guy? It's different kind of Oh yeah, it's a different kind of rap. What'd you say, um, Alex? Vanilla Ice, top five ever. No, probably yeah. No, probably him. Probably <laughs> yeah. Alex, yeah, yeah. Okay. Probably he may be. I can understand that. I can see that. No. I can see that. No. <laughs> I can see Vanilla Ice. Real Coolio, if you back yeah. in the day. I might I put love tone, the Sugar Hill Gang still. I put Tone Loke <laughs> in front of Vanilla Ice. Mm. Yeah. But I can Do you see think him. that uh, Biggie and Tupac would be as big if they didn't get killed? Yes. Because uh, I don't think Nirvana would be with Kurt Cobain, like the the big ones that that died. I don't. I mean, I, I don't think they would. Well, some Tupac of them, probably. Some of them, there's just an essence about them as to what they bring and a pureness that they bring to the music and their oh, vibes. Oh yeah, Monk said, uh, you know, and I agree with this. Uh, mm. Rock him. You, if you listen mm. to Rock him, even yeah. when he left for a long time and came back, that yeah. album was good. Mm. Rock him, that guy was lyrical. I go, I go with the lyrics. The beats are yeah, what they are. Exactly. It gets in the way, but I go with the lyrics and what are you saying? Yep. Even if you say a, a B and H a couple of times, I want to know why you said it, and then it might make sense to me. Yeah. What, <laughs> what you laughing at, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> you said B and H. You're talking about whatever you're talking about in the beginning of the beginning of the show. I ain't, I ain't, it's I, it's I say you was jacking off. I say you was beating off. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna say. So, I wanna, 
<laughs> you know, you know what B and H is, don't you? Yes, I do. Thank you. Uh, and, and that fits into sports, how? Yeah. yeah. That's a job. So anyway, how about those... B's and H's fit into sports real easily. How real about those easily. thunder? Yeah, yeah. B's and H's go to sports like peanut butter and jelly. Hey, if you got to okay. uh, gotta have a second income, you know. <laughs> we'll talk about those thunders on the last segment. Uh, I was just trying to change the subject. Don't change Don't, don't never change the subject for B's and H's. <laughs> Oh my God! Or uh, no, no, but the, we do want to talk about the Lakers too. For um, oh, we have to. That's why. That's why he's not here. Who, Alex? Yeah. So he faking. Yeah, I, he's embarrassed. I don't he called in they though. Got, they got their asses kicked. I'm not upset about that because yes, I want them to win, but do I think they're going to win? No. Just because I'm from LA and I love the Lakers does not mean that I'm delusional of the fact that the from, Oklahoma you, City is probably the best team in basketball right now. <clears throat> and they're probably and their average age is. What, maybe seven years, six or seven years younger than the Lakers. I wish 13. I had a playback button. You do. Uh, Monk has one. That's the that's the problem with uh. Let me uh, shut up. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! What just happened there? No, I'm just saying you it, like you have to be able to play back some stuff, or you have to be able to you know throw some highlights into the show and stuff like that. I can put a highlight in right now, but you'd be coming from my laptop. So, I mean, it, it, you want to change something? You want to go to the next level of things? Do some next level things, right? That's it. Down That's and dirty it. with Deborah. Down and dirty. Uh, I'm going to do a throwback to last week where we were talking about the uh, state of high performance. And for those of you, if you missed it, and for those of you who heard it but want more, go back to uh, yourclearedge.com and look at in the navigation bar the radio button. And it's got uh, not only a PDF to explain how to make the grid to find out where your state of high performance is, um, but it also has all the explanation and uh, that segment of the radio show. Just to bring those of you up to speed that may have missed it, we talked about uh, a grid, two squares at the top, two squares at the bottom, and the left-hand side of the grid is talking about when you're in uh, poor performance and your health is being compromised. The upper le- uh, upper part of the grid is talking about when you're, you're really a pedal of the metal. You've got high adrenaline, high heart rate, and you're in that state of frustration, fear, intense pain. You're just pissed off, ticked off, angry, rage, revenge. You're not going to play well at that state. Bottom left was, as a reminder, it was more of the cruise level, low heart rate of, yes, you may be in pain, but it's not as intense. You're unhappy, you're giving up, you're just like, well, screw it, you know, whatever. Upper right hand is um, you're back up into that pedal to the metal, um, high adrenaline, high heart rate, you're enthusiastic, you're just pumping hard, you're loving it, you're having a great time playing the game, and you're really just intense, high intensity. Lower right-hand corner, I know I'm going fast, but go out to the website. You can hear it all, see it all out there. I'm bringing everybody up to speed. Lower right-hand corner is about cruise control. You're back into the lower heart rate, but you're still in a positive state. You're kind of chilling. You're calm. You're happy. You're trusting things and what's going on. Today, what I want to do is bring in another element to this, talking about just the left-hand side, the side that's more the negative side of things, knowing and understanding that when you're in one of those states, whether you're in high adrenaline or you're just unhappy and you're thinking, well, whatever, and you're thinking that maybe that's an okay state. I'm not happy, but whatever. At least I'm chilling. You know, I'm over there being sad and upset. The reality is even in that state, you got uh, cortisol is racing through your body. And if you have cortisol racing through your body, you got issues. You've got issues that are going to really wear on you, and you get to the point of being in a state 
a state where your body can't perform. Your mind, your emotions, your nervous system cannot perform. Now, when I talk about a state, you can look at a state being um, at its best when you're in the zone, when you're performing, that, you know, things aren't happening to you. You're simply floating, you're intuitive, you're, you're at your competitive best, whether that's at work and your work is in an office or whether that's on a playing field. But you can also be in a state of depression or a state of fear or a state of angst, which is that low, which is that left-hand side, whether you're in high adrenaline or low adrenaline, it's in that left-hand side. The idea is to know and understand that whether you're in the left-hand side or the right-hand side, there's a synchronization that goes on between your heart, your brain, and your nervous system. And it's a measurable physiological state. If you're on that left-hand side, what happens to players when they go into a slump or from what we've seen um, here recently in the news of getting into a great state of depression where you do things that you wouldn't normally do, that you, your body is really responding to some, uh, your body is responding to some of the trauma that it's been through over the years and it doesn't know how to fight it anymore. It's not a defect of you as a person. It's not a character defect. You are not broken. It's simply a response from your body. And there's ways that you can help yourself by learning some of the tools and techniques in order to move yourself out of that state over to the other side. And as we stated last week, you just need to be able to ask and get help where you need to. The nervous system is something that if you um, think about it this way, if I were to walk up on you, and I've done this, even, in fact, I did it yesterday to one of the golf players when he was talking about his thoughts on the course and stuff, and I walked up on him and I poked him in the chest with a finger like you would with somebody's coming up on you, and they're like, dude, you know, get in your face. And I said, what does that do? That's like a thought. Think of it as a thought that all of a sudden that thought is up on you, and you're going, okay, and you kind of back away. Well, you can't back away from negative thoughts because they're going to come back and they're going to push you in the chest one more time and again and again to the point that you're so raw that you're going to explode internally or externally or both. You're going to explode. What you need to do is have the tools to know how to stand your ground and how to not just say no to those negative thoughts, but to understand what are you going to replace it with. And that's when you can look at that right-hand side and when you know when you're at your highest level of performance, you can say, I'm going to fight it with everything that I filled out over in the right-hand side. I'm going to come back with, you know what? BS to the negative thought. Here's who I am. And start stating it in I am statements. I am strong. I am powerful. I can play this game. I am being, I'm at my ultimate best using all the tools and the breathing and all the techniques together to overcome and get back into the state where you can perform at your absolute best. I think, uh, I think a lot of guys are like that. I, I really do. Um, cause, because you don't, that's why you keep jumping over hurdles because you haven't cleared the, you know, you haven't finished getting over something that right. it was right in your face. You never do. I'm probably the worst at it. I'm still jumping well, we're, we're all like that. I yeah. mean, I've done 30 years with work, and I still have stuff comes up. It's just that I can, because of the tools and techniques that I know and I teach my players, I recognize it sooner. I can deal with it quicker. Because I put stuff in the background. I'm like, I, I don't, I'll put it in the background and say, I get to it whenever. I, don't, I really don't care. My, mm-hmm. I, my, you know, my, mm-hmm. my attitude is mm-hmm. the first. My attitude is the first. My favorite two letters is F-O. <laughs> I don't got time for that. I don't I just don't want. I don't got time to think about. It. I got. I want to. You put so much on your plate, and you want to move forward on a whole lot of things. But then it's tough to move forward when you still. It's still back there nagging, pushing at you. Right, yeah. right. And ninety-two to ninety-eight percent of the time, we're not even aware of what our thoughts are because they're running little video games, little movies in the back of our head, and they're still in there. 
and they're going to come up when you least want them to. So to ignore them or deny them or to push them down gives them more power over you. At some point in time, they're going to get you. They come up when you need them, when you don't need them. At the, yeah, at the worst possible yeah, time, right, which is why up. I say get the elephant in the room, get it up on the table, Just name that sucker. Just when you think sucker. everything is going good, that mm-hmm. something, something in the past comes mm-hmm. up with some nonsense, and then yeah. it's like, oh, you should have you should have got me when I was doing bad. That's right. Now yeah. I'm doing good. Let's, let's get it all out. And that's what I tell people, and they say, well, I don't know if I want to do that, and I don't want to dig all that up, and I don't want to handle that. I said, dude, you're dealing with it anyway. Let's get it up on the table and get be done with it one time. Get over You know, get that poke one time and be done with it instead of anticipating it you yeah. know, con- well, continuously. Why Confront it and release it, right? Confront it and release it. Right, right. And there's tools in the way, uh, tools to do that, and it's not positive thinking. Hey, so you got to go. You got to. You got to go to the ground first. You have to be able to desensitize yourself from it, so you become an observer, so you can look at it and Some understand like what's true. They don't like to see themselves that way, but that's why they keep coming up. That's right. That's why it keeps coming back because you never deal with it. I'm it's like that's you know, if you had a um, sneaky little person outside your house that kept peeping in your windows at you and stuff, and you're like, well, I shut my blinds, and mm-hmm. they're still there. I got that. They're I got still that, there. I got that finisher. <laughs> underneath the, <laughs> underneath the but, but that's what you become. You become the one that blasts them. But you, but you're, but you're the one who gets to learn how to take control of it, rather than allowing it to control you. Because you know somebody goes back and you go hide under your bed or close the curtains and pretend that they're not there when they really are. So what part of that is that mentally? What part of that is that in your body? I mean, this is this is good. It's, it's all. It's mental and emotional and the nervous system. It's all three together because one is not separate from the other. I think as I got older, I became more emotional. Like I can go to the movie and I'm like, oh man, that movie's good. Other mm-hmm. than the past, I'm like. That was a good move. That's a chick flick. Well, and it could be because now you're allowing it to be. With maturity, sometimes that can happen when we're young and we think we can dominate the world. And, of course, you look at, you know, the field that you were in where you had to be strong moment to moment. And guys, not always, but guys oftentimes feel that they have to be the strong one. The problem becomes you can be strong on the external, but internal, you're still left alone with your thoughts and your feelings. You know, the only time I seen my grandfather cry was in church, and that, mm. that could be that could be every Sunday. I mean, right. he's a, he's yeah. he's like the only man I know that take care of everything. Yes, like the only man. I'm mm. trying to figure out why. I think. You know, I got some of his Well, they do and they don't. It hurts me the most. Yeah. Huh? They do and they don't. They they take care of everything and everybody, yeah, but at the same time, it's you're just that emotional. Yes. And the emotional and what you're thinking about it, and then he gets in church and he's like, he's he's there for because now all of a sudden it's be between him and God. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't. Yeah. And, and the other time he's and it's a whole different conversation. He's, yeah, he's handling his business. Yeah. That's why you know I tell people, yeah, my relationship with God is not the same as yours. Absolutely or whatever, not. Or whatever you believe in, and right. then don't try to make me. I, don't preach to me. Yeah, I don't want to turn this into sermon because I, I'm. I understand. Yeah, but yeah, don't preach. Well, to me. and that's don't what I look at when I look at. Unless you know me, don't come up <sighs> me and tell me, "Oh man, you you, you look like you, you this type of guy." You don't know me. I've done some bad things that I mm. regret doing. You haven't, you, haven't we all? Yeah, don't yeah. don't come come to me that nonsense. Yeah, uh, talk and find out who I am first. Talk to me, and then maybe I'm like, "Oh yeah, well, I can and, talk to this." And guy. And here's the thing: I can't tell you anything, or you me. You can try, but you can't tell me anything. You can share with me. And by sharing, if we're sharing information back and forth, and I'm sharing things from my pi- my point of view, it may or may not influence you to change your point of view. And whether it does or doesn't, it doesn't matter because my point of view is mine. I'm probably the coolest person to everybody, but when you you get when you're trying to make me somebody that you are, I'm gonna say fuck off, get out my face. Well, and why would it work? You know, no. I haven't had the same experience as you have, so why should I try to make you fit into my mold when you're not me to begin with? 
All right. Well, let's take a how long? How long are we gonna take this break? Like fifty seconds? Cause we wanna do talk about some uh some other things. No, no I'm no, ready no, to no. talk basketball today. Let's go straight into <laughs> it then. Let's go. Let's go in basketball right now. BB, bring it, Cindy. Go right now. You ready to talk basketball now? You look at that look on your face like really right now. <laughs> well, I only watched the like. Well, no, in the Celtics too. I mean, I like watching the Celtics too. Oh, well, I like the Celtics as far as um oh you know who they are. The chemistry is their team, but you, know, you watched that foul last night. And do you? I don't know if you're referee. It's tough. You just referee. Do you? Do you make that call in final mm. seconds? Because you, I, I'm. No, a, I'm you almost, let him play. I yeah. think you let him play. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think you let him play all through the game. And tell him, don't get crazy. But it's going to be a physical. Well, they call it ticky tack. It's a ticky tack foul. That was not ticky tack at all. That was an offensive foul. They just swallowed the whistle later on in the game. That I'm. I'm not upset at all that that call was made. You set. If it's at the end of the game, Kevin Garnett has been in the league 46 years. You sit and you stop, and Paul Pierce has to rub his shoulder off yours to keep it from being an offensive foul. But they didn't do that, and because Boston runs that play every time at the end of the game to get Paul Pierce his, his step back, you know, uh, free throw line extended jumper, they should know that you have to set a strong pick with your feet set. And I, I don't normally I, I'm with you guys, but not with that one. That was a foul. Well, okay, well, just because it was the end of the game, it was so blatantly obvious that it was an offensive foul. You cannot swallow the whistle there. KG doesn't lift his foot up. They don't call that. But everybody knows you. You stay. You stay stationary. Uh, if on a pick, and and you're right. They run that play all the time. But hey, it, I'm gonna tell these guys play physical. Mm-hmm. I, I'm calling something that's just obvious. But mm-hmm. right there, you got to fight your way through a whole lot of things. I, I, I believe you do. I believe. Uh, especially if I'm a referee, I'm gonna tell you guys play ball. I'm not going into that flopping situation. You flop, it's like it's bad acting. Get up and play ball. Now, now it's four on five because you're on the ground flopping, um, right. which I'm right. uh, which I'm never gonna call. I'm never gonna call you if you're a superstar, whoever you are. I'm never gonna call that. But setting that pick with ten seconds left to play, they run all the time. And uh, KG knows not to lift his foot up and move. But I, yeah. I'm still not calling. But that. I'm not calling I'm it. I'm not either. calling yeah. that. Well, that was, I mean, it was, and, well, I mean, and this is the other thing, is that Philadelphia got here, I mean, more or less got here. The last play of the game was a horrible foul call um, on Omar Sheik from, from uh, Chicago when uh, Andre Goodall went up for a layup, and it was a block, and they called a foul, made two free throws, and the series was over. So, like, this is just, now it's starting to compound with Philly getting calls to win games. Now, that's two. That's two gigantic games with huge calls at the end of, at the, end of the game to more or less give them the win. So, Philly, Philly, Philly got clear. here with um, <laughs> Philly got to where they are with D, uh, Derrick Rose uh, <laughs> being out of the game. Well, yeah, everybody was out, and, and yeah. Joe was out too. So. But you know what? They seized the moment. You right there. I don't. My injury, yeah, my injuries. I don't care if you get hurt, and I, I mean, I don't wish injury on anybody. But if you get hurt. And go and for you, the weak spot. But exactly. a good team, yep, they're going to capitalize on the weaknesses. And you're a better team than I am, uh, than we have, then yeah, I'm thinking now we got a legitimate, now it's all even. Now it's an even playing ground. Because the, if you're a defensive minded team, which Chicago is, then you're going to always play defense. You're going to always be in the right place at the right time. And they coach, that's why they coach get defensive player of the year, I mean defensive coach of the year, or coach of the year, I should say. Uh, because these guys play defense, and they still was an even team with those two guys out. Joe Kim Noah, he was out. Derrick Rose, he was out. And I thought the match was still even. 
Philadelphia's not that good team. But now when you're playing within your own division, like you're playing the Celtics, you got to play Orlando and, and, the, and these guys, Miami, Indianapolis Pacers, Indiana Pacers, I'm sorry. Deborah got me talking about Indianapolis. But you you know these teams because you play them all the time. So you know their ins and outs. You know the chemistry. It's like you know you go across the country and play somebody in the West, and you get blown away because you really don't right, spend you that much time. You don't spend that much time on on doing that. You just work on mostly what you do best. But yeah, it was it was a foul nonetheless, and uh, they called it with ten seconds. They still had a shot. And I don't think Rondo's playing. Rondo seven points. Uh, what did he have? Seven points. Seven, Thirteen assists, made boards. Yeah, come on, he now. Just that's not going to win. Not being. I, I love Rondo, and he's just not playing like I he like can. Rondo, too, because it looked like he, t- he took oh, over the team. He has averaged, beside, before this past game, it's been 30-some-odd games where he, he's had a double-double with points and assists. I think that's, and nobody's done that since since uh, uh, either Magic or John Stockton or somebody like that in the, in the early 90s. He's the only reason why they're here right now. Right. No way. You out of your mind. He's, he is an awesome talent. Now he's I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. With, he's I'm with tough. you. I'm with you as far as what he does. He's not the only reason they're there. You, you don't is, don't forget about the experience on that he's team. The best player on their team. Um, as far as all around as stuff. As far as best player on their team. Everybody else, uh, Ray Allen. Well, he's the best player on the team. Everybody's old. Okay, he's listen young. to this. Everybody else is Paul old. Pierce. I, I'd rather have forever. Ray Allen or Paul Pierce shooting the last shot, not my best player on the team that not you call him. I'm talking about the last shot. You talk my best player on the team? Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the most valuable. How about this? The most valuable player to that team is Rajon Rondo. I, you, you see, I like Rondo. I like everything he does. I like who he became. It looks like he's taken over that team or took over that team as the leader and the captain. But yeah. If, but if it's the last shot, I don't care if it's the last shot at halftime. I want Ray Allen or Paul Pierce shooting that ball. I agree. But that doesn't mean that they're the best players. They're my most uh, dependable without, players. Without they're the best Rondo, players in that position. Yeah. Yeah. In that time, or in that, that situation, time, right. they are the best players on that team in, that, in those moments. Now, Rondo panicked yesterday. If you watched the game, he did panic. He panicked yesterday and took shots, ill-advised shots, and they were no good. Well, he held the ball for how long? Like seven, seventeen seconds, some like insane amount of time, was, and then yeah, shot yeah. up that brick. He was playing for the Harlem Globetrotters at that point. He was dribbling ball forever. Yep. Come on, you don't have to do that. You're an assist maker. You you make every Rondo makes those guys better now. As as they got older, he still has those young legs, but. You can't hold dribble the ball that long. Pass the ball. Let me give it back to you so you can rethink your thoughts. Right, because otherwise you're letting everybody else get set up against you. Yeah, and then you got Ray Allen still playing as many as 46 years, running across, back and forth, across, <laughs> coming off, coming wearing off himself face. out. Yeah, wearing himself <laughs> off, and he's dribbling. He's uh, a yeah. He's Curly uh, Neal. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not taking anything away from what those guys are doing because it's this is this is unheralded territory in the NBA with mid 30s guys that are just. I mean, you know, like in video games where, like, if you don't play it for a minute, it goes to, like, this generic thing where the computer just plays basketball games? Like, that is what they do. They're just, they're machines. Like, they've been doing this for so long. That's that the San Antonio Spurs, a machine. Everything, they know every groove. They know everything. They know, they know the offense inside and out, and they just go. So you can't make mistakes against them because they will always, if one guy has a bad shooting night, KG will have 29 and 15 and 5 blocks. Right. He's 37 years old. Like, you can't stop him. Rajon Rondo is the reason why that team moves. When, when, when you say um, when you say the San Antonio Spurs is machine, look at Tim Duncan. Yeah, Tim Duncan been playing since he was uh, well, he been playing in the league for twenty years, right? 
Who? It seemed like it. It Tim seemed Duncan. Tim Duncan, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, he came in in 98. Yeah, that's a so, machine. They yeah. got a machine over there. That guy just, anytime you count them out, and when you, as soon as you count Tim Duncan out, you find him in the finals. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, the but, uh, it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot with the uh, point guard. Uh, they, they were expected to be the eighth seed every the last two years. Right. The best record in the West both years. And congratulations to Kyrie Irving for uh, rookie of the year. Yeah, default. By who? By default. Nobody else is good. That you said you you drunk. <laughs> well, you I know you beating off over there. You you done lost your mind. It's well, a, it's a it's a it's a, it's a fifteen like second span. It's like a ten second span in that time when you lose your mind. <laughs> so, I know you don't you, are, you know what? Sorry. I got nothing. I got nothing. Against that. <laughs> there's no, okay, there's let me no ask you this. Come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a conversation. <laughs> well, how about this in two minutes? You you think a team with Gasol, Bynum, and um, Sessions and Kobe Bryant would get blown out by 29 points real quick? Um, yes. So, here's, I'm going to give one stat. You would never think that. Never you think well, they would get to The Lakers in the second quarter were outscored 68-45. to 45. In the second and third quarter alone, they were, they were outscored by 23 points. So what needs to happen for the Lakers to win is they need to establish the big men early. They need to get 10, 10 shots. I agree in the first so half. far. Kobe needs to Kobe needs to put his hands in his back pocket, play defense, get everybody else involved. I don't agree with and that. You, and you need to pray for Ben's production. No, Kobe got to be Kobe because but he got to get those. Not early. He got to get Nobody those. Nobody else plays. Kobe's going to be Kobe if he does that early. Right, Kobe's going to be Kobe. He can take his shot, but I agree with you getting the big man early because they get into some type of rhythm where down the stretch they feel comfortable taking those shots. Now, right. if it comes down to Kobe. Gasol and Bynum got to play at the same time. They can't one be off, one be on. Those are the biggest men in the game. And they got to set the tone in the first quarter, not wait till yeah, the end of the game. Wait. Yeah, and Kobe's going Kobe gonna to get them started, but them other guys, they are role players. They are, them other guys out there are role players. Find your role, rebound, take the big shot when you do it, just like Jordan, Paxson, and B.J. Armstrong. Mm. Same, right. same chemistry, same thing. The, the beautiful thing about that is that uh, Russell Westbrook shot 10 for 15. Okay, so Russell Westbrook for the rest of the series will shoot the ball 20 times, which is the of best course, that possibly happened to the Lakers. Yeah, exactly, because so, he's a brick shooter. So, yeah, and, and they might have they might have blown their blown their uh, the whole thing, all their momentum on one game at home, winning by 30. That's not always the best thing to do. Them guys were running Lakers out the gym, and we got to get out of here though. They gonna yeah, run those. That's what they, Denver did. Yeah, they were, they did. They get it went to four game series, a five game series to a seven game series. Unfortunately, that well, we'll keep we'll keep tabs on that and, and talk about it next time. Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. Check out uh, Down and Dirty uh, with Deborah on a yourclearage dot com. Uh, she also have a website. Yeah, you just get on the website and, and check all that stuff out. Um, Clancy's Corner. He may be we have video for you this time. Uh, no. Cindy, <laughs> Cindy, what you got? We're out of here. What do I got? Bye. Yeah. Bye. I'm with, I'm with Cindy. Bye. Go coyotes. It's been real. Go Yotes. Yotes. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.